1: Hey, good morning and welcome to Your Life, Your Money right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the Money Guy, and we're wishing you a very happy Sunday morning. Thank you so much for making of it. If you've never listened to the show, this is a show where we talk about your life and your money. That's the name of the show and we really just break down topics that are happening in the finance world and make them simple kelvin makes it simple to understand because when it comes down to it he's not worried about you know the the numbers and trying to sound like he's smarter than you he's trying to break it down so that you can understand it that's the way he works for his clients and that's the way he works for his listeners as well you can visit his website askkelvin.ca that's ask N.ca, and right there on the website you can book a call with him you can set up a call with him Right there, click on the link and book a time and a date that works for you, and bang, you've got a 30 minute call with Kelvin. So that's the thing because a lot of the stuff that we talk about delves into some of the more personal ends of your finances and the more personal ends of your life and your goals and your aspirations. And you might want to have a one on one with him. But if you do have a question that you want to ask him live on the air, it makes a lot of sense because you know what? If you've got a question, other listeners out there may have a question as well. So the number to call us live on the air is 416-870-6400. That's 416-870-6400, the same number that you call all week long to get through to all the great show that we have here at 640 Toronto. And, you know, without further ado, let's bring Kelvin on the show. Kelvin, how are you doing
2: today? Hey, Chris. Good morning. How are you? How are you keeping?
1: Good, good. You know, uh, before we started the show, Kelvin, we were just chatting a little bit about the weather. It's getting colder. What, what do you do when you <laughs> run into someone you haven't seen in a week? You talk to them about the weather. It's, right. We're getting this colder weather. I got my first dusting of snow, um, last week or s- some point. I can't mm-hmm. remember, um, in the, uh, in, in the York region area and moving into a house for the first time. I'm finding myself, you know, a condo guy unsure of what i need unsure of what i have and completely unsure of what i don't have and i was saying to kelvin you don't know what you don't know right you don't know what you don't have until you need it and when i first moved into a condo the thing that i didn't know i needed was a can opener dumb simple thing (laughs) but i was a you know 20 something guy who didn't realize oh yeah how am I going to get these beans? I can't just throw the bank of the can. You know, there's <laughs> got to be a way to do it. So snow shovels, things like that are the things that I'm learning about now. But for people's retirement, there's all sorts of things. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't have. So you right. may have your RSPs all set up. You may have a retirement plan set up through your work. But you don't know about the other products that are out there unless you have someone on your t- side who can help you talk about it commercials are going to throw out acronyms at you but when you have someone like yourself a financial advisor one of the top in the country hanging out with you chatting with you about your needs and wants they can fire back at you and say well you know what I think you need you might need a TFSA and that's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about here today is the TFSA the tax-free savings account
2: well you know what's funny because many people underuse um, TFSAs as retirement tool, like planning tool, right? You know, it's funny, many people uh, identify RSPs as a key component for successful retirement. But many of them overlook uh, or not aware that a TFSA could play a complementary role when you're planning out your retirement. Um, and, And really, when you think about TFSAs and RSPs, they're pretty much the opposite, you know, when you We all know about RSPs. It's been around for like 62 years. The TFSA has only been around since 2009. So many people don't really think about it. You know, it's funny, I run into uh, people that come to see me from these shows and they have all this money sitting in the bank. Um, And the bank never says to them, why don't you just open up a TFSA and put the money in there because any growth is not taxable and and so so people really just don't know, and that's why I thought let's maybe you know come into the end of the year, next two months we're gonna be bombarded with RSPs, buy RSPs, borrow for your RSPs, all this kind of stuff. And maybe you want to have a different thought process going into this buying RSPs and stuff. Maybe you want to take a look at the TFSA um, and use that instead. I don't know. So the role of an RSP and a TFSA in retirement, um, you know, can really uh, be different, right? Depending on your circumstances. So you you really need to, like I always say, you really need to think, sit out and plan out your what you want out of your money, not only today, but into retirement as you as you go there, right? Um, And and when you look at RSPs versus TFSAs. It's really funny how there's a big, the people that buy it, the age group of people that buy RSPs and TFSAs is quite different. Um, So when I was looking into this, the biggest RSP holders are men and older people. They tend to load up on RSPs because I guess that's how they grew up, right? Um, Of all the TFSA holders in Canada, one third is under 40. And I guess that's gonna be, I guess in the future that's gonna be their RSP, right? Um forty-two percent of people that buy TFSAs are between 40 and 65. And and it's and only 25% of TFSA holders are over 65. So what does that tell us, you think, Chris?
1: Well, I think that probably tells us that, you know, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Um, But also maybe that, no, nothing to insult the the listeners over 65 in the audience, but that, you know, you've grown up with something. It's been around for your entire life. That's been the way that you save for retirement while you were working, right? So if RSPs, you know, were the retirement tool for the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, then that's where you're going to have all your money. The people who are you know, a little bit younger have had the opportunity of having a TFSA and they're looking at it and they're seeing that it's a better option for them Mm -hmm. and they're making that change and they're saying, or not even a change, they're making that course adjustment from what their parents were buying and they're going into the TFSA. So that means that there's probably an advantage to having a TFSA given, not just, hey, it's not just new, it's not just the new kid on the block, it's, it's also got some really important tax advantages.
2: Now, it it could also be that um you know when you're younger, your income is not that big, so your taxable is not that sure. huge. So as you age and your income becomes bigger, maybe you want to maybe your maybe your taxes are so high that you have to buy the RSP. So I think when you're thinking about RSPs, um, you know people that maximize their RSPs typically go and buy TFSA's. Maybe you want to go forward. Maybe you want to do half-half. Maybe you want to buy some RSPs and pay a little bit of tax and take the rest of the money and put it into a TFSA where you don't pay the tax and manage it properly. So on one hand, you're paying. On the other hand, you're getting back. So over time, you're actually winning the tax game. I guess when you think about RSPs, it's you know when you look at uh, what's happening today in the world with uh, electric cars and so on maybe the rsp is like the gas engine and the tfsa is like the ev i don't know <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so so well, i, I it. think we need really- to
1: say the future it may yeah it may it may be your future and if you're looking at your finances and according to those numbers you find yourself in that age bracket you're a younger investor you're finding yourself in that position. And maybe that's something worth looking at if you're approaching retirement yourself as well. Because if mm-hmm. you're you know in your 60s or approaching that, then maybe give a TFSA a second look.
2: And and one of the things, I mean not to beat up on RSPs, they're a really good tool for tax planning, for retirement planning uh, when done properly. But but sometimes, you know, when you go, when we look at the Opposite end. Now we're six now we're 70 years old and we're ready to start withdrawing RSPs when you have to do it when you're 71. Well the problem might arise that it might affect your because RSP withdrawals are taxable like income. So it might affect your old age, it might affect your CP, your GIS if you qualify for that. So you really have to do some strategic thinking about, you know, if you're 50, fast forward your life, you know uh 20 years from now and what is that going to look like where are all my sources of income coming from so if i know if i know i have a pension plan like a great pension plan at work i know i'm going to get cdp in old age maybe i don't want to load up on my rsps because that's what's gonna you know maybe throw me over the tax bracket where i don't qualify for old age so those things we never really had to think about too much um. So, and, and we know taxes are probably going to go up in the future. So, maybe you want to have like again, I have a second look at, at how you're doing it. For people, you know, in their, I would say in their 60s or actually late 50s in their 60s, maybe decumulation of RSPs instead of accumulation is the key for them. I don't know so you really have to sit down and individual yourself and say where am i what am i going to be in 10 years from now uh, what will my life what will my money life look like and make adjustments today to benefit from a lot of the things in the future um, so that you know so so i guess it's just sitting down with your advisor and doing some strategic planning you know before you get into that rsv season you know um as soon as christmas is over and winter the new year like i say we're going to be bombarded with um you know buy your rsps borrow for your rsps that kind of stuff so maybe after the break, we can go into maybe a little bit more about um you know the limits and so on for tfsas and rsps
1: yeah chatting about tfsas with kelvin the money guy and rsps and if you don't have a financial advisor Uh, Great to turn up the radio and listen to this one because you're going to hear a lot of stuff here that you're not getting because you don't have a financial advisor. If you do have a financial advisor and they're not talking to you about TFSAs and RSPs and the difference, I think that it's uh, worth tuning in here as well just to get the education. That's part of the job of the financial advisor, right, Kelvin? Mm -hmm. It's to educate your clients so that they can make wise decisions. It's not just uh, taking the the wheel and saying, don't worry, I got this. There's, you know you want to make sure that your clients know exactly what's going on and you can always check in with kelvin by visiting his website askkelvin.ca that's And a whole lot of your life your money continuing here with kelvin the money guy on global news radio 640
0: toronto you are listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser And welcome
1: back to Your Life, Your Money, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto with Kelvin, the money guy. I'm not Kelvin, the money guy. I'm just Chris Creston. I'm a guy with a microphone, but I'm happy to be sitting here with Kelvin and with you here on the Sunday morning. And you always visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ca, And you can book an appointment there where you can chat with Kelvin about what we're talking about here today or about anything else in your money life. That's askkelvin.ca. I do have someone patiently waiting on hold, so we'll get to them in just a minute, Kelvin. But uh, one of the things that I was thinking about about the you know TFSA, RSP, mm-hmm. you were talking about. Well, we're going to be bombarded with ads. It's like yeah. it makes sense for financial institutions to hit you with ads about RSPs because it's like a good movie. There's a ticking clock. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a cliffhanger. There's all kinds of like built-in little things. There's a deadline. It it's built in so perfectly to be easily marketed TFSA's Mm -hmm. are not that we'll get into it in a minute after we take this call that even the name of a tfsa (laughs) makes it hard to market because it makes it very confusing we'll get to to that stuff in just a minute but i do want to get to jag and brampton who's been uh waiting on hold how are you doing jag thanks for calling
3: good
2: hey chris hey calvin good morning guys morning how are you Good, good, good. How's
1: everything? Great. What's your uh, question for Kelvin?
2: Thank you for taking my call. Sorry, very quickly. So I'm getting into um, investing. Uh, Opened up
3: uh, an investment account through my uh, um, bank. So quick question. Should I be
2: investing through my TFSA account? Just in case if I, let's say I, I doubled up the money or there's... From capital gain perspective, should I put the money into my TFSA first or the money that I have in my TFSA and, and start investing
3: through that account? Or should I be investing directly? Um,
2: I'm mainly talking stocks and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the other question is, I wanted to know Calvin's opinion on on um, crypto, where he stands, and I know it's, it's very
3: volatile, but I just wanted to hear his, uh, his opinion on that.
2: So Jack, thanks for the question. I, um, yeah, I mean, if you got room in your TFSA, uh, depending on your income, I guess, uh, maybe, yeah, load up on the TFSA. Anything you make in there is tax-free, especially if you invest in stocks. You could, uh, depending on how you pick, you could do very well. So, yeah, I, I would do that. And, and make sure you look at your room in your TFSA. The room for your TFSA is 75500 today if you haven't put any in, and then 6000 yeah. every year. So make, make sure you're aware of that because that's a big problem with people in TFSA is they treat it like a savings account which is really not right. Um, crypto, (laughs) I really don't have an opinion on that, man. (laughs) I read all these things about it. One thing I can tell you is the, the mutual fund companies, the big mutual fund companies are now getting into some of these crypto things. So, so maybe that's a sign that, uh, maybe it's something to do for me and my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I, Can't really tell you. Maybe next year I might have one one of these shows, but uh, I I can't really say anything now about it, to be honest. No problem. Thank (laughs) you so much for taking my call. Thank you. All right. Have a nice day.
1: Thank you so much for calling, Jag. Really appreciate the question. I think that that's important. He brings up an important point when it Mm -hmm. comes to TFSA's. It's like a lot of people don't even know what am I loading up my investments in there, and that's one of the things of mistakes I made. Two thousand and nine, I found out. Oh, there's TFSA's. What am I? I'll I'll put my savings money into a TFSA. Well, that wasn't right because you've got to make sure it's in a mutual fund or it's in something that's going to actually grow.
2: Well, well, there's the problem with the TFSA is like you said, it's the name, it should be an investment account, not a savings account, because people really mistook it for that. And what happens is, you know, if you put your money in today and you take some out tomorrow, you can't put the money back in till the, end of the, till the beginning of next year. Um, so there's certain rules that we don't know. I think we don't understand the TFSA. So the TFSA could be a big win, it could be a big useful tool for a windfall. Say you got some inheritance money, maybe you sold a house, uh, which a lot of people have been doing over the last, I would say, couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so contribute into your TFSA. And, and one of the things I find, Chris, with TFSAs is when I meet people from these shows that come to see many of them have their TF, their TFSAs in GICs. I mean a GIC is paying you maybe one or two percent um, so so what are you really saving you know inflation now is four percent which we're gonna to have to deal with in the future so so you really need, need to use the TFSA as a real investment account and put your money in in there and let it grow so so say for example, you're fifty years old right um, And you go and you top up your TFSA if you haven't put any in your seventy five thousand five hundred. And then every year you add your 6000 right? If you earn a 5% return on that money over 15 years when you hit 65, that's going to be, you know, $293,000. If you use a financial advisor, you typically earn about a 3% return higher. So you earn an 8% return. Over those same 15 years, you're going to end up with $415,000. So people should really start thinking about this you know thinking about maybe topping up my tfsa people that are older and have you know that like i say a typical 65 year old only 25 percent of them use tfsa so maybe they have a lot of room maybe start taking some money out of your RSV and put in the tfsa i mean there's rules withdrawal rules so when you take money out of your um you know, out of your RSP, there's withholding tax and so on. So you need to identify that, make sure it doesn't bring you to the next income level. So it's not easy, like what I'm saying, but you need to sit down with your advisor and say, is it something I should be doing? Should I, coming to the end of the year, should I take out some money from my RSPs if I have a lot, pay a little bit of the tax and put this the money into my TFSA? And then next year, January 1st, which is a few weeks from now, now you've got another 6,000 you can put in, uh, assuming that you've maxed your room. So I think you really, I think we really need to be strategic about, about that. And don't just take it for granted that, uh, I'm just going to, you know, buy RSPs or buy TFSAs or whatever. You, you need to sit and, you know, and think about it. So typically when you've got a big Think income, about the how
1: and the why and mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Kelvin. I do want That's before okay. we take another break to get to another caller who's waiting on hold. Uh, sure. Jack in Uxbridge is calling. And uh, Jack, what's your question for Kelvin?
3: Hi. hi good morning. Um, I'm calling for my daughter. She's morning. 15 years old. And I have her listen to your show each week. And she says, Dad, what can I do to start a TFSA? And I said, you're too young. But is there anything that you can do to help? help encourage the young ones uh, to start,
2: start ahead of time. Yeah, you know, Jack, I say what they do is they take, I don't know, 25 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, whatever it may be, it doesn't really matter, and just set up an investment account, right? Um, and every week, let the, money, let the money go in there. and Don't worry about it. And after six months to a year, let them have a look. The thing is we need to teach young people about compound interest and how it works and how the stock markets go up and down. But but once they realize that, then they can get into things like, um, you know, how does money double? What happens? It's not easy. It's not magic. There's certain rules you need to follow. So I think for young people and then for parents that have you know kids, um, yeah, take the baby bonus if you get it and put it away. Um, or maybe take half of it, actually. Spend half and save half. That's the, So you get to enjoy your money, but you get to save for the future. So maybe have them put it into things like a, just a regular investment account. Don't buy GICs and so on. Maybe put it into something that's very volatile so they can see the ups and downs and what happens. That's my advice to what I would do if I had, you know, my kids are older, but that's what I did for them.
3: So an investment account, is that, that's not just like a bank account, but is that investing in mutual funds? Is that?
2: In, yeah, I would say, I would say just buy a good mutual fund and maybe take, and maybe take a little bit of risk, you know, if, uh, yeah. Yeah. so there's, so that so you can see how the markets go up and down and they can get that feeling when it goes down, not only when it goes up, because if you can get that out of your system now, Man, I tell you you'll really accomplish a lot as they get older. not always the good they want to see that the bad happens also, and when things balance out, you come ahead, you you know you get ahead of the game so good idea, great idea, Jack. I would new year coming start doing something like that okay. All right, have a nice day.
1: Thank you so much for calling Jack. I think that's a great question. you' know, starting off kids young and understanding finances and stuff now one of the things that you know my parents had me do was open up an rsp early on when i started working and stuff and Mm -hmm. you know i got to see some ups and downs and things like that but you know when you do sort of look at risk risk appetite in a person you know younger people are probably more likely to take risks anyway and as you have more road ahead you've got a little bit more room to make up for it and stuff like that and i like what you were saying about making sure that you kind of get that out of their system a little bit so they can see the good and the bad in their finances at an early age.
2: Yeah, because as we get older, you know, you probably hear this also. We only, we only hear about how much money we made in the markets. We don't hear about how much money we lost. So we need to know those kind of things, what's happening. You know, there's always, there's for every seller, there's a buyer, for every buyer, there's a seller. Mm -hmm. So if you put money in consistently, especially for young people every month, every two weeks, whatever the case may be, your dollar cost averaging money into the market. So if the markets go up and down, when you, when it goes up, you're buying less units. When it go down, you're buying more units. So over time, it balances itself. So for young people, I would say take 50 bucks or something and start putting it away and just watch your money go up and down. And over time, you'll be, you'll do well. So. Maybe after the break, we'll get into some withdrawal rules for RSPs and TFSAs.
1: Great. That's always something that I I think I struggle with remembering is what are the rules on a TFSA? Is it like a revolving door where I can take my money in and out and in and out? Probably not. Very few things are, but we'll get the answers to that on the other side of the break with Kelvin, the Money Guy. Don't forget, you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N .ca. You can book an appointment with him there. You can listen to past shows. There's all kinds of other interesting stuff there. If even if you just want to take a look at the guy and see what he looks like, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N .ca. A whole lot more of your life, your money, continuing here on Global News Radio 640
0: Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Thank you so much for making us part
1: of your Sunday. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. Who's he? He's one of the top financial advisors in the country, and he is the host of Your Life, Your Money, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Don't forget to visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's Ask N.ca. because so often when we're wondering something, we're thinking about a question, we ask Google, but hey, Ask Kelvin. Sometimes we ask Jeeves. Remember Ask Jeeves? Yeah. That was my favorite search engine. It came with a cool butler.
2: What happened to yeah. that guy? I should
1: Now i got to Google Ask Jeeves to find out if Ask Jeeves still exists. It's still around. Yeah. Save the time and just ask Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> Kelvin, you know, we've been talking about TFSAs and RRSPs. Lo and behold, Anthony from Scarborough has a question about uh, the withdrawal rules for your TFSA. Anthony, thank you so much for calling.
3: Kelvin, I hope that you guys are doing well. Yes, Uh, thank you. My question is, uh, in regards to RRSPs that I know that we have now, if we are taking uh, those RRSPs out, we will then have to pay the uh, withdrawal tax. And if it moves us up into a larger um, income category, we'd have to be looking at taxes in that way. If we're investing in through the TFSAs, when it's time for withdrawal, are there any taxable concerns that uh, individuals would have to be worried about, or any surprises at the end of the road from a tax standpoint attached to TFSA?
2: Yeah, good question, Anthony. It's funny how many people don't know these rules about TFSA. So you're you're absolutely right. Any money out of the RSP is subject to withholding tax, and you know just ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent withholding tax depending on how much you take out. The TFSA, there is nothing. There is none. There's no taxes. There's no nothing hidden behind the scenes. It's it's truly what they say. It's a tax-free savings account. So most people that have you know used up their room in their RSPs should pretty much load up on TFSA's because it's it's the only tax saving thing that the government has given us. It's unbelievable, and we underuse it. So yeah, you're right. uh, Any money out of there, the RSP, it's taxable. Any money out of your TFSA is absolutely zero tax. Thank you so much for that answer. Have a great day. Uh, You too. Take care. Thanks for listening.
1: And thanks for the call, Anthony. Yeah, you know that's a, a great question because I think a lot of us are, aren't even really sure. You know, it, I was joking with you in, in the break that I, I like to imagine yeah. sort of the boardroom where decisions are made, and you yeah. know, when the government decided, you know, TFSA is great idea. Someone came up with a really <laughs> great idea. Then it probably went and was they brainstormed on a chalkboard or a whiteboard or something mm. on what. What should we call this new investment account? Well, somehow it got watered down and boiled down and committed up to be called a tax-free savings account. And it's almost like, like what would I name something if I didn't want people to use it, yes, if I didn't yeah. want people to take advantage of it? I'd call it something that it's not. You know, like well, I can't, I can't believe it because it confuses the general public so much to not know what it is. You know, it gives us a great thing, great opportunity to chat with people right. and explain to them this sort of underused tool for their retirement. But for the most part, you know, we're all sort of sitting there thinking, "Well, mm-hmm. this is a this is a savings account, this is a piggy bank." Well, yeah. you don't want to put your money in a piggy bank, especially in a high inflation situation where your money is going to lose money. Right, lose value when it's sitting there,
2: and it's you know when the TFSA first came out, I don't know if you remember, but uh, a lot of people got penalized because they thought it was a savings account and go in and out, in and out. Now the government gave us like a, a one-time oops, and it was okay, but people still don't understand. So so withdrawal, like I say, um, is you know from RSVs are taxable, from TFSA's are not uh, taxable. So so withdrawal when you Withdraw some amounts from your your RSB. You know the contribution room um, is lost for for the amounts you withdraw, subject to some certain exceptions. Right? TFSA's on the other hand, whatever you withdraw, you can add you can add that money back to your contribution room for the following year, which is a powerful thing. So, for example, say you take out I don't know twenty grand from your RSB and you had a windfall, you had money lying around, you can now, January 1st, put in your 26,000 into your TFSA. So we really have to sit and think about that, for example. So withdrawing from your RSPs and withdrawing from your TFSAs, you know, there's tax implications with the RSP, but none with the with the TFSA. So, you know, think, and and with TFSAs, there's no mandated withdrawal at any age. On like an RSP
1: so you don't have to riff it out or whatever
2: no think about this think about think about someone that's born in say 1950 right so they'll turn 71 this year and they have to convert the RSP into a riff so let's say someone was very diligent about buying RSPs you know over all these years when they started working and it grew to a million bucks Right. Which is not, which is, you know, over growth and time and so on and so forth. So come December 31st, right. Next few weeks, they have to start, you know, beginning in 22, they have to take out, um, 5%, 5.2% of the rift, which is about $52,000. And you have to declare that as income. So, you know, and, and, it, and the percentage increases every year till you're 95. So. It might put you in another tax bracket. You're forced to take the money out if you accumulate your money in a TFSA, assuming it was around in 1950, and you had the million dollars in there. It you can take out the fifty two thousand, and there's no tax. So, you know, it's a, if we fast forward our lives in 20 years, from now, the 40 year old guy that's buying the TFSA down the road will be in a better position than the. And the 70-year-old guy today, person today, I should say. So really think about these uh these rooms in your RSP and your TFSA. Like I say, the TFSA is an uh, is an underused retirement planning tool. Most people don't think about it. Um, they think about it by mistake or an oops, you know. So you really need to incorporate that, sit down with your advisor and really think about it, you know. Um, I know Christmas is coming up and the last thing on our mind is rsps and tfsas but like we said going into new year we're going to be bombarded with stuff right so we really need to sit and think so um you know what else can I was going to say is we can maybe go into some other things after the break about uh can you buy a question i get is can you buy a spousal tfsa so maybe we'll tackle some of those kind of things
1: Interesting. Terrific. I'm curious to hear the answer to that question on the other side of the break here on Global News Radio. Don't forget you can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. Go to that website. You click on the link and you're able to actually book an appointment with Kelvin. You pick the time and the date and then you get a call from Kelvin and you get to have a chat about TFSAs, RSPs, GICs, any of these things anything to do with your money life, any savings, any investments, any of that stuff, give Kelvin a call, and you know he's happy to chat with you about the particulars and the specifics about what's going on in your life and your money. Hey, that's the name of the show. You're listening to Your Life, Your Money, and
0: it's continuing here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: You know, today we're talking about your retirement savings plans. And whenever you are listening to when you're in high school, it might Change the way that you invested in your retirement. Maybe mm-hmm. you were investing in RSPs because you were busy spinning Beatles 45s <laughs> when you were, uh, in high school. But if you were, you no, know, downloading MP3s, possibly illegally. I'm sorry. Maybe getting viruses on your computer as a res- <laughs> result of it. I'm sorry, mom. Uh, it's you may have been investing more in your TFSAs and there is a real generational divide and that's something that we've been talking about here with Kelvin, the money guy. Don't forget, you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. Now, Kelvin, we've been chatting about TFSAs, how it's an underused retirement tool, and you know one of the things that we were chatting about, I know you're going to get into a question about uh, spousal TFSAs in just a minute, but I think one of the big things that uh, we have to reiterate is the withdrawal rules and the differences between RSPs and TFSAs.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, many, many people think when they take money out of an RSP, when they turn it into a RIF, there is no tax, but that's when the problem starts. So when you're thinking forward, a key benefit for those who have a TFSA at retirement is that there's no mandated withdrawal at any age, where RSPs have to be turned into a RIF when you're 71 and start taking the money out. So a TFSA has no minimums or scheduled withdrawal obligations ever. In addition, you know, any voluntary withdrawals that take place could be will be added onto your contribution room for the following year. So you can continue to make TFSA contribution at any time, whereas an RSP, you can no longer make contributions after the RSP is converted to a RIF. So really important for people to kind of acknowledge that. Many times we think about putting money in, but we really seldomly think about what's the implications for taking money out. So I think that's an important thing for us to think about.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's the way that we think about it. If we're just thinking about putting money in and not thinking about putting money out, we're like a dog burying bones in the backyard. We have Mm -hmm. no plan on ever withdrawing it. We can't find them later on. So when it comes down to it, it's very important to make sure that you're going to be getting back more on the back end of your investment. That's why you're doing mm-hmm. it. You know, you're not just right. doing it to placate, you know, your financial advisor or your spouse or your fears of doing nothing. In the end, you want to have a happy retirement. You want to have a successful retirement and you want to have a comfortable retirement. And that's why yeah. we're talking about using TFSAs as a retirement tool. And you know, S- Kelvin, before the break, you did tease about uh, spousal TFSAs. Is that a thing?
2: No. People think you can have you can set up a, you can set up a spousal RSP where you own it you know your your spouse owns it if you have a higher income and you can you're the contributor. A TFSA is set up individual. You know your SIN number, you're over your 18, blah blah, blah blah. So it's it's you. It's not no spousal thing. So should, people shouldn't worry about that. RSPs you know matures right. Uh, people don't realize that it matures when you're 71. Now you can turn it, you can mature it before you turn 71, but when you turn 71, it's done. Whereas the RSP, there is no maturity date. It can go on forever. And one thing about TFSAs is, is when you make your beneficiary, you should make your beneficiary a con- uh, continuing annuity, which is another topic to get into. And I mean. Uh, so, so that's one thing we should look at in our in RS our TFS days is who's the beneficiary. Don't directly beneficiary to someone. Make it a contingent beneficiary. Um, and again, had,
1: I think that that's an important thing uh, to, to think about, Kelvin, is that when you have a financial advisor on your side, they can think about this. You know, you've got a team of people, Kelvin, that can help. And we've had them on the show where mm-hmm. they can explain to you about how to use the beneficiary, how where who you're going to leave this to in the end, and and who gets to benefit from it and who gets to hold on to it. Where just mm-hmm. for yourself. Like I said before about, you know, preparing for my first winter in a house. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. Do I right. need a shovel? Do I need salt? What what don't right. I know that I that I absolutely need? We do have another caller on the air that I want to get to before we take the break, and it's uh, Kathy in Peterborough. Kathy, thanks so much for giving us a ring.
2: Good morning. Good morning.
3: How are you today? Hey, what's your question for Kelvin? Um, all right. My advisor was my sister. She passed away four years ago. I currently have an advisor that I don't have a lot of communication with because I don't, to be honest, trust mm-hmm. him, know him. Um, so. Our we have a significant amount of funds, and um, mm-hmm. it's been sitting invested. <clears throat> and now my husband is seventy, I'm mm-hmm. sixty-seven, and I'm I'm wanting to take it out and put it in, put a lot of it into FSAs, mm-hmm. and I need to I need to figure out how to manage that. But I'm wondering about fees to take it out of away from him.
2: Like are you? So- there- I, you know, I, I wouldn't know unless you, unless I see the, your statement. So, you, you know, call me tomorrow. Okay. If you're, so your husband's studying 71 this year?
3: Yes. There is some money in a lira. Okay. Um,
2: you there know, there's a, there's a lot of things, little unique things you can do before the end of the year, you know? So I would well, suggest, and it's a big, it's a complicated question to answer on the air. So give me a ring, um, or I can call you during the week or Monday. Sure, and kind of have a chat about what fees you'll pay and things like that.
3: Perfect, um, because he's he's actually uh, wanting us to turn a lot of our funds over to dynamic funds, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm thinking okay. So if we turn a lot of our funds over to dynamic funds, there's I'm I'm thinking there's fees associated with that change as well, mm-hmm. and. If if there's fees associated with that change, do I want to make that change and then turn it into TFSAs? Yeah. Sure. We'll talk tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah, Kathy. Yes. We're coming to the end of uh, the hour. And uh, let's chat tomorrow. Okay?
3: Okay. I, uh, All right. You have a nice perfect. day. Take care. All right. 11 o'clock works for
1: me
2: all right Call you okay, Perfect. <laughs> thanks Kathy
1: you know what and Kathy I'll make sure that you left uh, your number with our producer off the air as well I appreciate it and if anyone needs to get a hold of Kelvin and set up a time and a date like Kathy at 11 o'clock you go to askkelvin.ca and you can book appointment right there and then you know that he's booked at Monday at 11 o'clock so don't even try <laughs> but if there's another time where you might be able to get a hold of Kelvin you can book him an appointment right there Kelvin like you said we're up at the end of the hour here so yeah. any final thoughts before we say goodbye
2: well i say do some thinking actually people go enjoy your sunday and have fun and you know call me one of these days and listen to some of the shows but yeah go enjoy your day and take care
1: terrific awesome enjoy your sunday everyone out there and don't forget to visit kelvin's website askkelvin.ca stay tuned to global news radio 640 toronto